for listening to Cinephiles Digest Podcast. This is episode 17. My name is Matt. And this is Travis. So Tom is not joining us today because uh, he was too busy stuffing his face with baguettes and wine and <laughs> whatever other fucking things French people do. Uh, and he just got back today, so he is too tired. But we have two special guests joining us today. Uh, in his place. Uh, one you should all be familiar with. Uh, we have Jay back on the show. Jay, how's it going? Pretty good. It's a pleasure to be here once again. <laughs> it's good to have you back. And new guest to the show, we have Paris joining us. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, it's Paris. Thanks for uh, being on the podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> a grand entrance. <laughs> oh yeah, Introdu- introduction to the world. Um, yeah, Paris is one of my good friends. And she, what, you texted me saying you were low-key mad I haven't invited you on the show yet? Yeah, and then you're like, oh, well, actually, we need a guest host for this weekend. And I was offended because you hadn't already asked me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But then I did, and now she's here. So things are good. Um, But before we, well, I guess just talking about what the fuck we're doing today. It's been a long day, you guys. Uh, Oh, yeah. Squeeze in tight. We're sharing yeah. mics because um, we're poor. Real in there. <laughs> sharing mics today. What we are you so to far away for, Travis? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we are going to be reviewing Logan Lucky, which is the new Steven Soderbergh film. Um, we'll be talking about some things we've been watching. We'll do our Rotten Tomatoes game without Tom. Uh, but before we dive in, uh, what have you guys been up to this weekend? Having fun? Uh, I celebrated Chelsea's mom's wedding or marriage. Oh, nice. <laughs> that was pretty much all weekend. Well, and her brother's in town, too, so we've been doing a lot of that as well. Family time. Sounds solid. Yeah, ready for my uh, fantasy draft here in a couple hours. Yeah, we uh, we should have plenty of time uh, before we draft. but uh, Yeah, if yeah. not, we'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> Second half of the podcast episode is going to be our live fantasy yeah. football draft, so uh, stay tuned. Got the top sleeper picks on the web. <laughs> uh, what about you, Jay? What have you been up to since the last time you joined us? Uh, you know, watching movies and gaming like a loon. Oh, yeah? What have you been playing? Uh, Elite Dangerous. You know, me being the sci-fi guy, it's, um, it's, it's like a space sim, you know? You're flying through the entire Milky Way galaxy is at your disposal. He made it sound pretty cool before you guys got here. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, it he seems could probably cool. do an entire podcast just on an elite that game. I mean, podcast. Many, many podcasts. There are entire podcasts <laughs> devoted just to this game. And they they just, because it's got such a great developer base that they continuously update it with new, you know, updates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Well, what about you, Paris? Um, I'm an in. I haven't been doing uh, too much of anything because I've been not feeling well, so just like rewatching Rick and Morty. Nice. I still Classic. need to watch that. Get swifty. Yeah, wow. that's <laughs> a, a reference, I'm sure. <laughs> you haven't third, seen it. Third no, season is getting dark. Yeah, it is really dark. Third season is already so super good. <laughs> I'm stoked for the rest of it. It's gonna be good. Nice. Uh, I just got back from weekend in Portland. Five fucking hours to get from Portland to Seattle because traffic was terrible. Any opportunity there was for traffic, we hit it, so that was fun. <laughs> but uh, I was at a music festival uh, with 
Jessica, my girlfriend, uh, we went to Project Pabst Music Festival. Um, we saw Iggy Pop, which is cool. That guy's fucking old. Skin's all leathery. Still doesn't wear a shirt. Still doesn't wear a shirt, so, you know, still rocking that aesthetic. He looks like he's a horse's saddle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He still kills it, though. Dude was moving around. For sure. Um, It's a good time. Saw Spam Pup, who I really like. And we saw Fiddlar, which I don't know if you guys are familiar, but it stands for uh, Fuck It Dog Likes a Risk. (laughs) So, they were fun. It's a good time. Uh, Yeah, Paris, you can beer us while I keep talking. Beer winch. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, it ended at like 10, so we still had a couple hours to do whatever. So Jessica took me to a strip club. Nice. Strip Those clubs in Portland yeah. are way better than the strip <laughs> yeah. clubs in Washington. It was amazing. It's basically a dive bar that has like a tiny stage. Do you remember the name of it? Mary's. And I remember the last time I was in Portland, uh, I was with my ex at the time and we walked by that strip club and I was like skeeved out. Like it seemed super sketchy, but it was yeah. actually really cool. It was basically just like a hipster bar, but with hot chicks. Nice. I've never been in a strip club. I don't think I ever will either. Don't go to one here. But... <laughs> <laughs> my bachelor party was a camping trip. <laughs> See, and I also haven't been to a strip club, but I was like, maybe I should go for my birthday. I mean, Portland, for sure. If you're going to go, yeah. Yeah, uh, for Brady's bachelor party, we went to a strip club here in Washington. And there's no alcohol, in case you don't know that. So uh, it's fucking horse shit. So it makes you feel extra skeevy. (laughs) Very uncomfortable. (laughs) Just really sober, like, ooh, this is somebody's daughter. I hate it. For sure. (laughs) But it was a good time. I'm glad to be back. Um, But anyway... Now they're all caught up. Uh, anything you guys want to touch on before we dive into our Logan Lucky review? No. All right, let's fucking do this thing. Uh, we have a clip. Let's take a listen. Yesterday, as you were leaving the bar, you said the word cauliflower. That's right. I did. The last time you said that word to me, I ended up getting sent down for six months. It was juvie. I was 13. And you were supposed to be the lookout, now weren't you? Being that I was your kid brother, I let you lead me into trouble with all your crazy cauliflower plans. My life of crime is over. But you did make breakfast this morning. Even burned the bacon like I like and you ate. I also saw you have some sort of robbery to-do list. I know this attempt to be organized is a big step for you so go all right logan lucky is the newest film from director steven soderbergh uh this is his first movie back from his hiatus from filmmaking uh the plot synopsis reads two brothers attempt to pull off a heist during a nascar race in north carolina uh written by rebecca blunt who doesn't seem to be a real person but we can get into that later on uh, stars Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, Daniel Craig, Riley Keough, Hilary Swank. Star-studded cast. Um, but anyway, let's uh, let's dive in. What did you guys think of Logan Lucky? Travis, you want to start? Um, actually, I'll let one of the guests start. All right. <laughs> Esteemed guests. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. <laughs> I've got my notes here. Um, so I'm just going to go and blast through my little bullet points because this film was a little uninteresting to me. Mm. Um, 
I did think the acting was good. Um, but I also thought the tempo of the the movie itself kind of dragged and was off kilter a little bit. And um, the humor actually reminded me of Napoleon Dynamite. Really? <laughs> I, I was getting that kind of humor vibe from it. But I, I like Napoleon Dynamite, and I did not feel like this. The, a lot of the humor was kind of uh, hitting it for me. Hmm. Um, I didn't think the characters were that interesting. They're all really fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, like, in, intellectually, I think they, they were just really stupid. And, um, I mean, the soundtrack was okay. And that's and what the hell was up with Hillary Swank's character? Yeah, we, we'll get into that. <laughs> I definitely had some some issues with that. For but sure. yeah, that's those are my bullet points. Okay, well, uh, I guess we can start with the uh, performances since that came up as one of your bullet points. Uh, I thought pretty much everyone in the movie was was pretty good. Uh, I liked Adam yeah. Driver a lot. Uh, He's always great. Yeah, I do love him. Uh, he looks like a hick, so it kind of he fit the part well. Yeah, Daniel. he was kind of throwing me off at the start of he the was? movie. Well, yeah, just because he wasn't making eye contact with anyone he was talking to. He just kind of looked off in the distance. Yeah, but I mean, that's or kind like, of like looked down. That's kind of like Adam Driver's thing. He's like awkward. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it was just more prevalent in this movie than others. Yeah, that that was noticeable. But his uh, I don't know his delivery, like the way with his accent, the way he delivered the lines, yeah. that was really good. Like there's the bit about uh, the cauliflower at the beginning, where oh, like God. sitting down. <laughs> that whole thing was cracking me up. I think he was probably the best. He was the best in the movie for me, acting wise. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Daniel Craig, I thought, was really good, too. I enjoyed him. Yeah, he was a lot of fun. That was an interesting character that he played. Oh, for sure. And it wasn't... For him. I was expecting it to be more over the top than it was, just based on the trailers. But, you know, he was an interesting character. But it wasn't... I thought it might get annoying. It might get kind of grating, but... Yeah. I he really stole cool. the show for me, honestly. I thought Daniel Craig had the best performance. Because I was really expecting, like, Daniel Craig to be his typical self. And, I don't know, I thought he really underplayed it and... Yeah, best performance of the film. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed him. Uh, Chang Tatum, I thought was good. Like, I always yeah. enjoy him now. He's taking interesting interesting roles. Uh, those camo <laughs> pants were sweet. <laughs> Looking good. Couldn't see the bottom half of him for, no, like, the whole time. most of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then who else? Yeah, Hilary Swank. So, uh, we'll do, like, a spoiler-free to begin with. Um... Uh, she comes in pretty late in the movie, uh, without getting specific, but she was really stiff. Like, there, she just seemed off. Every scene she was in, Her it was accent just... accent threw me off. Well, and like, those last 15 to 20 minutes felt kind of tacked on, too. Yeah, I thought I... That was probably my least favorite part of the movie. Well, yeah, I thought the movie was going to end, and then it opens yeah, yeah. up this whole new thing, and That's it's when just I fell so asleep. unnecessary. <laughs> well, it ended differently than you're expecting, and I thought, oh, okay, they're going to do something interesting with it, and then they just kind of didn't. Yeah. It just kept going, and I was like, where are they going with this? Where are they... Oh, no, it's just, that's it. Like, I was not... It was like the most cliche cop character that she was trying to play. <clears throat> yeah, it just seemed like she was trying too hard. Like, her face... It was like plastic. Right. Like she was exactly. staring and everything. And it was just like she was trying to be tense, but it just came across as like she's trying too hard. Yeah. I think part of that might have been for humor, but it just didn't really work. <laughs> yeah. And I thought the movie was funny. Like the, the humor worked for me. 
Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, I laughed. It wasn't as funny as I wished it was. Right, though. right. Uh, I did enjoy what there was. I f- okay, so I, I did enjoy the movie. Uh, I had a really good time with it. I just kept waiting for it to, like, take that next step and, like, really do something interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's all it's all fun. You know, the whole heist thing. Like, no one does it better than Steven Soderbergh. He's made ten fucking heist movies. <laughs> um, and this was, you know, more of that. Like, it's really well yeah, made. it feels a lot like the Ocean movies. Yeah, totally. And he takes, you know, mm-hmm. like heist movie tropes and doesn't really he he makes them his own without like turning them on their side you know like they're still the movie's still full of tropes but he finds ways to make them interesting with the characters and you know the writing uh it's kind of self-referential like there's multiple references to like other steven soderbergh movies and uh like there's the uh ocean 7-eleven joke where they're <laughs> listening to the like the news story about the heist um so i thought that was interesting but... um i'm good uh, uh so what other movies has he done steven soderbergh yeah so the three oceans movies he did out of sight uh traffic um haywire uh behind the candelabra which is that hbo like liberace movie he did the informant yeah, um... I don't think I've seen any of those. I haven't seen many of his movies, actually. <laughs> you haven't Contagion. seen the Oceans movies? Yeah, I haven't I've seen not Ocean's seen movies. any of the Oceans They're not movies that great. Because no? they no. were just so hyped up. We'll talk about this later, but... I can't... I, <laughs> I'm not even... I'm, uh, the first one's fun, but the 12 and 13 just feel more the, the same. The second one's even better than the first one. Uh, I don't That's know. like saying I think Hangover Two was just as good as the first one. <laughs> <laughs> that is a hundred percent false. Also, you haven't even seen them. Exactly. So what are you exactly. About? <laughs> no, I, I think those movies are overrated. I think they get a huge pass just because all the big name actors in it. So, would you say this movie is better than the Ocean's movies? I do. Yeah, I would. I would rather watch this than those. Huh. Interesting. Uh, I did really like the setting. You know, like the southern, like kind of redneck well, vibe I was really into. What I was about rednecks. I love that shit. Yeah, what I was going to bring up is I feel kind of similar to you, Matt. Like, I really like the movie. The characters are fun. And it's mostly just hanging out with them and uh, dealing with, or, you know, seeing the whole plan executed out on screen. Um, but the whole setup of it and, like, the premise is awesome. And I feel like they missed, like, one big scene that made the movie great. Like, there's not a big action sequence, and even, like, the heist isn't very showy at all. It's entertaining, but I yeah. wanted, like, more, more of a spectacle, you know? Right, yeah. And that's, I think that's the thing that the movie was missing most. Yeah. Was one or two big scenes, like, action or entertaining pieces where you walk away and talk about them, but it's mostly just characters hanging out and falling through this plan. It, yeah. Did any of you guys feel like this was sort of like a Coen Brothers movie done as a Steven Soderbergh movie? Mm, I mean, I could kind of see that with, uh, like, the writing kind of felt that way to me. You yeah. know, with, like, the... Yeah, the sense of humor is similar to Yeah, you know, and like, the... pacing. The, yeah. The, the Logan curse and, you know, just lots of small <laughs> details that the Coen Brothers are good at. So, yeah, I, I could see that. Um, what else? Yeah, it's... Kind of unremarkable. I did like it a lot, but... Can we talk about the Game of Thrones joke? I... Well, that was cracking me up. I <laughs> thought it was funny, but I don't really watch the show, 
and you don't need to watch the show to get the joke, but there was two guys in the crowd that thought it was the funniest thing ever. And they were almost proving how much of a Game of Thrones fan they were by how strongly they reacted to it. <laughs> and that was really annoying. And the problem, the joke was really specific yeah. which is gonna that joke is gonna be very dated like it's very topical now oh, right but you know 10 years from now that joke people are gonna be like fuck because it goes on for well like, that's what a i was thinking as well like most of the movie could hold up and then that one very very specific pop culture reference really slots it into right now 2017 yeah and kind of going back to something that you said earlier jay as far as you thought the characters are just really fucking stupid I actually liked the way that they treated the characters because, you know, they're they're simple people, but it's a pretty elaborate plan, and they don't come across as dumb to me. They just, you know, they're white trash, you know? <laughs> and I liked that I, I liked that the way that that was handled as far as it did it wasn't making fun of the characters you know like it could have been made, it could have been easy for them to just be a bunch of hillbillies and they do a little bit it's well, it's playful though i feel like daniel craig's brothers were definitely that that's what i was just going to say so they were kind of <laughs> like comic relief they were pretty dumb i did like the whole like computer whiz conversation and the mora- <laughs> the morality clause in their <laughs> their contract i like that stuff um lots of small stuff like that that made it enjoyable um what was your guys' favorite moment of the movie? Oh, man. I have mine. <laughs> Honestly, I would probably have to rewatch to really find a good favorite moment, but I really like the part where he's doing the little gummy bear bag tie-up thing. Sequence. Yeah, the bomb. Yeah, that was my favorite. And, yeah, and he's trying to, like, shove it up there. And they're like, well, I was expecting a bomb. And then it goes into a full, like, math equation on the wall. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, with a movie like this, where you have, like, a really elaborate plan, like, a lot of it hinged on just coincidence, you know? Luck. Luck, for <laughs> sure. That's where, they, that's where the Cohen brothers come into play, though. Yeah. Because they're just all about, they're all about that co- that weird little instance that this actually happened. Right, Those yeah. rare occurrences. A coin toss. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that was all good stuff. Um, who else is in this movie? I feel like we're free. Oh, what did you guys think of Seth MacFarlane's character? He annoyed <laughs> yeah. the shit out of me. Probably the worst yeah, part of it. I mean, it, was, it, was bad. it was funny for like the first five seconds, and then... Um... I did get a kick out of the whole energy drink thing, though. Where Wait, was for... Seth MacFarlane the curly-haired dude? Yeah, with the yeah. mustache. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah, that was him. Oh, then, no, I did not like him. <laughs> it was only funny because I knew it was Seth MacFarlane, and then it, it, that wore off rather quickly. I honestly didn't understand why that bit was in the movie at all. Like, I got that it kind of right. weaved in and out but it seemed very unnecessary it, yeah it didn't need to be there it comes back into the plot towards the end but basically just as a punchline it's just the right. same thing it's just like a continuation of yeah. the scene that we saw him in uh, he's still a dick <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> that guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he he and hillary swank were the weak uh weakest characters for me hey it was cool seeing macon blair in this Macon Blair was in this? Yeah, he was Hilly Swank's like, Oh, I knew I recognized him, yeah. but I couldn't place it. Oh, <laughs> what okay, is he yeah. In? Blue Ruin and... Green Room? Green Room, Okay, yeah. I 
green room, I think, is what I recognized. Him yeah. From. I was trying to remember. I was like, oh, I recognize a guy and I don't know from where. He's the one who helps them in yeah. the green room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I was like, oh, I can't place him, but I know I yeah. know that guy. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that was cool. Um, and then uh, there's another character. Oh, what did you guys think of Riley Keough? She's great. Yeah, I liked her a lot. She's very sexy. I liked her outfits. Yeah. And the nails. <laughs> yeah, she was good. She seemed like a, like a badass. Which was also kind of. Cool. I thought I, it took me a bit to realize that she was their sister. I thought her and Channing Tatum were like, right. like the girlfriend. Yeah, I thought that too. It wasn't until they like referred to her explicitly as a sister that I was mm. like, oh, I thought those two were fucking. <laughs> but I mean, you know, down the south, could work both ways. <laughs> it could have. It could have happened off screen. Could be white trash just enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like her. She's been in a lot of stuff this year. I mean, she was in uh, It oh, yeah. Comes at Night. Uh, and at least one other thing. Uh, I can't remember. She's in a bunch of stuff. She was in uh, American Honey last year. Mm-hmm. She's in the show, The Girlfriend Experience on Stars. Oh, is she? Yeah, she's like the main actress in it. So that that's based on the Steven Soderbergh movie, right? Yeah. So okay. probably why he cast her. Yeah. Well, well maybe. who knows? <laughs> <laughs> she was also in Mad Max recently. Oh, yeah. She was one oh, of yeah. the... the um, what do they call them? No, the yeah, brothers? yeah, the yeah, the fertile ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. Anything else before we get into spoilers? There's a couple of things I wanted to touch on. No. That's really it. Nothing. Okay. Well, spoilers for Logan Lucky start now. So if you haven't seen it yet, skip past this part. Check the show notes. Um. So Hillary Swank. So she comes in way late in the movie, after the heist has already been completed. I was surprised they didn't at least kind of dapple her in a little bit throughout the first half. Well, that was the thing. She's just in there all of a sudden. Yeah. And then the very last scene, they're like, oh, ha ha, here she is again. We're like, we don't care about her. She's barely (laughs) in this. I think it was the last third that she was even introduced. It was like the last quarter, because it was only the stuff that happened after the heist. Right. And then, yeah, I was just all was like, what the fuck? Hillary Swank is here? And, like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Honestly, they could have no. they could have cut everything from the part where he leaves to get on the truck. And they're like, oh, what? The money was returned up until, like, the very last, like, maybe five to two minutes of the movie. And cut everything between there and there and been totally fine. Right. Yeah, totally. I agree. It was like a balloon on its last little gasp of air as it slowly fluttered to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, yeah, the movie tries to do this, like, bait-and-switch thing where you're like, oh, why did uh, Channing Tatum give up the money? Why isn't he talking to his brother? And then Mm. it was all part of the plan the whole time. It's like the twist at the end. But it was done so quickly that it just seemed unnecessary. It was kind of haphazard. I wasn't a a huge fan of it. Yeah. Um... What did you guys think? Oh, okay, so back to Hillary Swank real quick. Was she supposed to have a fake arm at the end? Oh, I didn't notice. She had her arm on the bar, and it looked like a fake arm to me. Hmm. Like, because why why else? Why, like, why did she go back to that bar? Like, she had a moment with Adam Driver's character. Like, why why, uh, why bring her back into the mix? Okay. I, I, um, it seemed like a fake arm to me, so I was like, what the fuck? She also has a fake arm? Like, what was that the little on? Cohen brother coincidence where she also has a fake arm? Well, yeah, <laughs> like, that was the part I didn't understand about her being there then. She's like, I think I'll stay a while, but like, why? Because you couldn't solve this case because they were too 
like smart for you it doesn't doesn't make sense i couldn't tell if it was like supposed to be like like the start of like a romance thing or if she wanted to stick around so she could catch them and expose them and get them to slip up like get to know them so that they would like let a detail slip yeah it was super unclear why she was did there. she even have any interaction with them not prior to uh to her showing up at their bar oh right there was that scene okay that's right I did like Adam Driver's yeah. like robot hand at the end. <laughs> yeah, upgrade. <laughs> but see, I did, also I did fall asleep at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but also, that didn't quite make sense to me either because if that was like his brother buying that for him, then why did it come from the VA? Yeah, I was honestly a little confused by the whole ending as far as because I feel like he was trying to be slick or trying to add something else to the movie, and I, I oh, didn't shoot. really catch it. What if she knew that it was them and that was his arm? Well, no, they did show his arm. So that, that movie oh, ends okay, with okay. like his arm holding uh, the beer or whatever oh, okay, it was, okay. and then that's yeah. the last scene in the movie. That was pretty. That was a pretty good ending shot. I did like that. Yeah, that was a good, a good shot to end the movie. I um, did. I did like that scene where the guy makes fun of his, him having one arm and being a bartender, and then he like purposefully takes off his fake arm as he makes the martini or whatever. Yeah, with, with his one, one hand. hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was good. Um, what did you guys think of the uh, the moments, like the the pageant show moment? It was supposed oh, to be the like a sunshine moment. Way, <laughs> way, way overdone. It was supposed to be like a it touching scene. It was, it was, but <laughs> I. <Nope. laughs> I'm sorry. I thought it was so trite. Like it would have been cute if she like said like did the same thing and said this is for my dad. You know that would have been sweet. But the way everyone starts singing along with it. And like but it was she just... did her dad's song, and it's the sound. It's like if the movie was set in Seattle and she started doing "Even Flow" by Pearl Jam. Like <laughs> the whole crowd starts yeah. doing that. "Even Flow." Something Changed my entire perspective on that scene. <laughs> but that's what I mean. I just felt like it was just a little too over the top. Yeah, I mean, I didn't love it. It was like Travis said, it was cute. I did like his relationship with his daughter. I like that. Oh, fucking Katie Holmes. That was the other character oh, that I was thinking of. I really did not like Katie Holmes in this yeah. movie. Like, I didn't. She was fine. I thought she chewed the scenery and her yeah. accent was awful. Chewed the scenery in a bad way, though. Like, she was, like, overacting. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. She was just, Roy like. from The Office is the <laughs> yeah. I did like him. <laughs> that was. That was on point. Yeah, when Riley Keough was giving him shit about driving a V6 automatic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I can drive a stick. I can drive a stick. <laughs> yeah, that stuff was funny. I just... This movie could have been, like, one of the best of the year if the humor was a little bit more consistent, like, a little bit funnier, and it just had one, like, show-stopping moment, you I know? Think, I mean, the writing, too, I think that could have been better. If the writing was better, and the dialogue scenes, because that's what... Most of this movie is, is dialogue. See, I thought it was actually pretty well done. It felt, you know... I mean, I don't want to say the characters, characters. like, felt fake or anything, or forced, but, I mean, none of the dialogue really excited me. Even that that scene you were talking about, Game of Thrones, in the prison, I mean, like, as soon as that started, I realized that they were going to go on about this Game of Thrones scenario. It's like, oh my god, can we fast forward, like, 45 (laughs) seconds, please? (laughs) Yeah, and I don't know, the fact that 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 part of the plan actually worked, like, staged this hostage situation where they just, like, put 
cover the windows and it's okay. like yeah how so do they know it would go down exactly that way i <laughs> i did want to ask you guys about that because when the scene at the end when they're getting back into the prison they just happen to be right there when the fire trucks are leaving like how the fuck did they know when they were going to call the fire department well that's it was because the timing was lined up perfectly because but the they warden waited like way longer and like did they know he was gonna wait like exactly 17 minutes after they started the fire to actually call you know what i mean like that just seemed a little too precise per- yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. that... a bunch of stupid asses right. like you're talking about like too much coincidence yeah so that kind of stuff is it's frustrating but you know it comes with comes with territory it was fun it was an entertaining movie i enjoyed it start to finish could have lost some stuff at the end, but I didn't hate it. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Matt. I enjoyed it start to the last ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, anything else you guys want to say before we do star ratings? Nope. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be four out of five for me. Four point five. I'm gonna say three and a half and. I actually think I've given every movie I've reviewed a three and a half stars. Yeah? <laughs> uh, four stars for me. Cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, before we get into what we've been watching since the last time we recorded, we have actually prepared uh, a little segment where we're going to be talking about our own personal top five heist movies yeah. of all time. So we've all prepared our lists. Uh, we'll just go, we'll go round robin style. We'll go five, 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 four, 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 and all that shit. Um, we, let's start, well, here, I'll go first and then we'll go around the table. So we'll go Paris, Jay, Travis, and then go around. Let me see here. So top five heist movies. My number five. This would be favorite right movies you're not really based off the criteria of like best heist movie no your favorite your favorite i mean favorite it could movies be that best. are heist movies so i was going with like best heist movies in order of best heist not uh, like or like best heist movie, not necessarily favorite well, movie yeah that that's, is a, also that's a an interesting to take on that yeah i just went with you can do it that way paris but i'm just just for my own criteria no. i'm not saying <laughs> i did it in my favorite but that's a unique take. yeah like yeah <laughs> Um, and there's a lot of heist movies I haven't seen. Like, as I was doing my research for this, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I haven't seen any of the Oceans <laughs> movies. I haven't seen, uh, The Sting. I haven't seen... Well, there's some movies that are also in the gray area as well. As far as what you would consider a heist movie or not. I haven't there, seen there, it either. There might be one or two in mine. the Cinephiles Digest, man. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen The Sting? No, can't, Hell yeah, I have. can't see everything. I had it, take, on your list? I, it was like number six. Didn't make my list. <laughs> okay, well, I'll go first. Uh, my number five pick is The Usual Suspects. Um, Great pick. It's, uh, yeah, you know, it's got, it's got to be on there. The first time you see that and the end when it all plays out oh, is man. especially <laughs> Especially if it hasn't been spoiled for you, yes. which it hadn't for me when I saw it. I It actually had been spoiled for me, and I still really enjoyed it on the first watch. Yeah, it's. I will say, though, that it is one of those movies that is kind of diminishing returns. Like, the first time you watch it, it's just yeah. like, fuck, that was so good. It's kind of like then, the Shawshank Redemption like, once you know the big, like, reveal, it, you know, like... What's the big reveal in the Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> he Are escapes? you serious? Is that the like big the reveal? Whole, whole, like, the prison, like, the hole that he escapes out of. 
You don't know that the first time. I feel like that's not. What? That's just. But that's not like a twist movie. That's just like. It's a reveal. It's an oh shit moment oh at God. the end. This is not M. Night Shyamalan. This is Josh When they take the poster off the wall and they show the hole, They literally reveal it. Yeah, that's called Escape from Alcatraz. I mean, it's been done. Well, I haven't seen Escape from Alcatraz. <laughs> well, it's, it's based on the actual people oh. that escape from Alcatraz. Okay, but still, like, you're not, you don't expect that. You can't, you say you, like, called that the first time I you watched like it. I feel like that's different well, sure, than an actual, but... like, movie with a twist where the more you watch it, the more you're like, yeah, I already know that's kind of Well, that's... that's like saying that watching a heist movie, whether or not they actually get away with it or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Well, so the other thing, the, it's the difference. It's just like the usual suspects. No, well, okay, so, so the difference is, uh, I, I mean, I do see where you're coming from. I, I, I can agree yeah. with that. I didn't. Immediately think that, but the reason why it's invite you again. (laughs) So, spoiler for the Usual Suspects, if you haven't seen it, it's like a thirty-year-old movie now. That's like turn it off if you haven't seen it. You better make sure to turn this off. Pause and go watch it right now. Watch it. You should. It's great. Uh, Kaiser Soze is a thing. The entire movie. Who's Kaiser Soze? Who's this fucking guy? And then you find out at the end who Kaiser Soze is. I'm not going to actually spoil it. I guess I don't have to. Because you guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, come on. But that's the difference, you know? <laughs> no, you don't need to. I don't need to say it. There are people who haven't seen The Usual Suspects. It's actually Donald Trump. It was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, it's super fun. Very well written. Kevin Spacey's great in it. Uh, isn't fucking uh, Benicio Del Toro in it? Yeah. Yeah. So, fun fact about the lineup scene in Usual Suspects. When they're all laughing and it's like a good bonding moment for them. That was not supposed to be in there. It was supposed to be a very serious scene. Uh, but Benicio Del Toro could not stop farting during the scene. And so they're just like, that's just like the actors cracking up because he could not stop farting during it. And that's why he's all like, mm-hmm, and they're just like busting up. Oh, crap. That's and it works so bad. well that they, it made it in. Good shit. Uh, Stephen Baldwin. Also. Oh, Kevin who could Pollack. forget? Who could forget? The worst. Is this Baldwin? on your list as well? Oh, I wasn't going to ruin it. Come on. Well, yeah. Don't say where. If I'm oh, sure. Sorry. Well, I so, saw you reading from your notes. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's on my also. list. Also. <laughs> showing the listeners your hand right now. I'm sorry. So I'm sure this one will come up. So that's all I'll say about usual suspects. But that's my number five. All right. So my number five is Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. And I don't have too much to say about this movie because we spent like an hour just now on Usual Suspects, <laughs> the first, uh, first pick. But Half of that was Shawshank. True. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, uh, it's a great movie. Same director, same director as Snatch. Snatch. Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Snatch. Snatch. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to try to say Snatch and as King many Arthur. times as possible. <laughs> um, yeah. Guy Ritchie. It's great. Uh, very British and... Uh, Solid heist movie. Yeah, I thought about putting it on my list. I'm not. That's my favorite. Well, actually, Snatch is probably my favorite Guy Ritchie movie. But see, and I like uh, Lockstock better. I just don't really like Guy Ritchie that much. Kind of annoys you can't me. understand the accent. No, I just. Oh, that's it. <laughs> just annoys me. He's a fucking hack. He's a fucking hack. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm just wow. kidding. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Calling the shots, man. Cool. Yeah, he's fine. He's cool. He's overrated. <laughs> it's I'll my number that. five. Yeah. All right. Calm down. All right. Jay, what you got for um, us? So number five, I've got Dead Presidents. 
It's a heist it's a movie. Oh, yeah, it is a heist Hell movie. Oh, yeah, that's a heist movie. I've that's a classic. I've never actually seen oh, that. Oh, my yeah, God. What is that? It's great. It stars, uh, directed by Albert and Alan Hughes, co-written by Michael Henry Brown, stars Lawrence Tate, Keith David, Chris Tucker, Freddie Rodriguez, uh, N. Bush Wright, and Bokeem Woodbine. I don't know if you know all those people. But... What a star-studded cast. said um, a bunch of names. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, it's one of my favorites. I saw it, like, 15 years ago, and... It's um, they wear masks of different right. They were they were well no no they it's dead it's dead presidents because they're referring to uh, the money that's taken from the banks that are too old so they end up taking it back to the Federal Reserve and they end up disposing of it. Oh okay. And so they figured if they steal all this money, the dead presidents, which are also it's also dead money because it's eventually going to be burned up, essentially that um, they you know get away with untraceable. Old bills. Interesting. When did that movie come out? The nineteen ninety-five. I mean, it has okay. Chris Tucker in it, so I haven't yeah. seen it in at least probably a decade or so. But I remember enjoying it. Yeah, it was, it's classic. Nineties all the way. Nineties action movie. Oh That's yeah. That's what it is. Oh, well, come up again. A little Vietnam action in there. <laughs> Sweet. I got a uh, instant classic for my number five, Baby Driver. Go listen to episode 13 of our podcast if you want to hear my thoughts. <laughs> I do want to see that. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. A lot of Number fun. five, awesome really? Movie. Oh, yeah. Like that much, huh? This is one of two 2017 releases on my list. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not Logan wonder Lucky. wonder what the other one is. <laughs> oh, it's not? No. Oh, my God. Well, now I'm curious. Yeah, was there another heist movie that came Well, we'll find Just out, I guess. you wait. <laughs> The suspense is killing me. But, yeah, if you want to know Travis's thoughts on it, listen to the episode. But All of our thoughts, actually. Just Travis's. <laughs> <laughs> but if you only want to hear Travis's thoughts. All right, my number four. Uh, just watched this movie this past week. That should be number one. It's fucking Heat, baby! <laughs> uh, it was so rad. Heat was fucking awesome. It, I love, like, the whole cat and mouse thing between Pacino and De Niro. Like, the whole time, them just going back and forth, trying to one-up each other. It was so good. Both their performances are really good. Pacino's a fucking madman. Like, he's yeah. so, like, weird and kind of over the top. But, I mean, that's kind of I feel like Pacino. this is, like, the quintessential heist movie. Totally. Uh, the opening heist sequence is awesome. The one in the middle is awesome. Oh, God. That heist, the main heist scene, like, yeah. the robbery. Oh, my God. I've that's... never seen that many bullets fired in my right. life it was crazy <laughs> my uncle used to use that scene as his like demo for his like, sound, yeah <laughs> uh i can't believe i slept on this movie for so long it was so good uh and like this the showdown the final showdown at the end between de niro and pacino like they really only have like two scenes together the whole Fun time fact but... about the end is they totally ripped it off from bullet like the only thing i really noticed watching bullet was yeah. that the, the end is just it's like at the airport outside you know like it's very similar very similar so you've seen bullet but you haven't seen sting yeah <laughs> so yeah that's my number four pick all right so my number four pick is um cheating a little bit on this one it's all the oceans movies <laughs> together <laughs> in one uh because i didn't want to just pick oceans 11 so they are one Apparently, that's an unpopular opinion with this group. So, which one's your favorite? 
you said? Um, well, I would say probably either one or two, but I've seen two more recently, so I guess two. Um, or 12, Ocean's 12. Um, but yeah, the have you all seen the original ones? Or the original Ocean's 11? No. Um, it's honestly a good reboot of the original movie, and I mean, the cast is obviously phenomenal. R.I.P. Bernie Mac. <laughs> I forgot he was in all <laughs> Is he in all three of them, or is he just... He's at uh... least in the first two. I think he's in all three, though. He at least does a cameo in the third. Mm. Um, but yeah, just quality movies. Um, <laughs> I asked a couple friends, I said, so what are your like top five favorite heist movies? And without fail, everyone was like, uh, Ocean's Eleven, and then couldn't think of any other movies. So, <laughs> has to go on the list. Yeah, I, I need to catch up That just those. means your friends' movie tastes suck. No. I would kidding. say your friends' movie tastes suck, but these are your friends. So. <laughs> All right. I, oh. oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think what you were telling us is that your friends just need to see more heist movies. That's probably true. Honestly, <laughs> when I was trying to think of heist movies for this, I was like, have I seen five heist movies? <laughs> no, that's what I had to actually, um, I was having a hard time thinking of heist movies. And so I actually had to Google list of heist movies <laughs> i did that too for inspiration <laughs> just Sam. to see um but so my number four was uh point break with nice. patrick swayze and keanu reeves i thought about that yeah um and also uh Lori petty and gary Busey. in case you guys have never seen it which i'm sure you have because it's awesome it's i have it oh. <laughs> it's on the list just watch the just watch the remake no i know better than that <laughs> No, that's a classic. I love the I love the way they all throw on the um, the they they were using dead presidents masks. Yeah, or not dead or presidents, presidents, but ex presidents. They were they all wore Reagan masks, wasn't it? No, no, it different. was like Reagan, Nixon. Oh, okay. Um, I, I think the town was the town was actually all like um, nun masks. Yeah, nun masks. They were all nuns, but mm-hmm. um, no, this one they were all different presidents. But yeah. Classic movie, cool. all the way. Cool. My number four is Thief, directed by Michael Mann. Awesome soundtrack by Tangerine Dream. Uh, very similar to Drive, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. James Caan's character is very similar to Ryan Gosling's. Uh, he's basically a, a jewel thief who's like perfect at his job, but he he wants to get out, but he, you know, he keeps getting pulled back in. And what's the name of that movie? Thief. Thief. I've never even heard of it. I've tried. I awesome. own the Criterion. I've tried to watch it like two times because like, I always try and get really stoned and then watch it, and then I just get like distracted and I turn it off. <laughs> so I feel like you know the problem now. <laughs> yeah, I need. I, I should watch that. It's scene. one of those like very hip, cool like crime movies from the seventies, eighties, dog, or eighties. <laughs> one of those decades. Yeah. Cool. Uh, my number three. Inception. Uh, I wasn't going to count that as. It's totally a heist. So here's the thing. That's also on my list later. (laughs) And it's literally only on there because Matt was like, Inception's a heist movie. (laughs) All right. Sold. (laughs) Uh, Just rewatched this with Paris a couple weeks ago. Was that with you? Did we? Yeah, I totally watched that. That was. Yeah. Um, yeah, this movie is awesome. One of my favorite Christopher Nolan films. Uh, it's, uh, it is a heist movie, but what I like is that it hits, like, all the check marks for a heist movie. 
the planning stages, you know, very elaborate. You have multiple scenes of them just setting up how they're going to do this. The actual action sequences where they're doing this heist. You know, it's it's not a heist movie in the sense that they're not trying to steal, like, they're not criminals trying to steal money or jewels or whatever it is. But there's still, you know, a plan to steal basically what ends up being... They want this guy to crumble his dad's empire oh, it's, or it's mostly uh, the exact opposite of a heist movie where they're not stealing, they're implanting, you know, putting something back, an idea into his head. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah full-on heist. It's definitely super good. Uh, definitely holds up. I've seen this probably ten times. Oh, it's awesome. It's a great movie. All right, so my number three is Usual Suspects. Um, we did already talk about it quite a bit <laughs> on uh, Matt's round. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great heist movie. You know, it's got all the plot points, like Travis was saying, you know, it's one of those movies that's got a great reveal at the end. Great <laughs> <laughs> reveal. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we pretty much already covered all the, all the top points, I think. But yeah, I mean the actual like heist part of it is is cool too. So yeah. it's also important. Really good action in that one, because I feel like a lot of heist movies have build up, build up, build up, build up, some crazy action, and then a resolution. And this one has like a lot of action throughout. Cool. Yeah. Um. So my number three is Reservoir Dogs, oh. um, by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, probably one of my favorite directors of all time. Um, and I also like the fact that the heist actually took place, or it actually never shows the heist. It's just strict, almost strictly the aftermath of the, the jewel heist that they make and all the shit that goes down. Um, but fun little fact about Reservoir Dogs is that, uh, that being Quentin Tarantino's first movie he wrote and directed, um, True Romance was actually the first script he ever wrote and sold um, my favorite movie of all time. True Romance, huh? True Romance is the best movie rad. of all time. Um, <laughs> I just saw that about a year ago. <clears throat> amazing. Watched it with some chicken tinder. Story <laughs> 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 um, but so, so he wrote True Romance and he sold it to the company. Um, he sold it for like 500 bucks. The script to True Romance. And uh, he said that this was the first movie he wanted to direct. Um, they denied him uh, and said, no, you can't direct it. But if you ever look at the dates the movies were released, Reservoir Dogs was actually released a year before True Romance. Mm-hmm. And so he directed Reservoir Dogs. And right before he was doing that, or I mean, right after he um, made Reservoir Dogs and released it, and the production company that bought True Romance liked Reservoir Dogs so much, they came back to Tarantino and said, we want you to direct this. And he said, no, I told you that that was the first movie I ever wanted to direct, and you guys took that from me, so go screw yourselves. And so they ended up getting someone else. But nonetheless, still an amazing movie. Reservoir Dogs, number three on my list. Hell yeah. (laughs) Nice. Okay, my number three is The Town. Really? Awesome movie. It's pretty good. I feel like... it was good. Yeah, it's very well made. Um, I do feel like he's borrowing a lot from other heist movies. Um, but like the masks are cool. All the heist scenes are cool. The performances are great. Um, I love like the final showdown between 
Jeremy Renner and I think it's John Hamm or like John Hamm's the cop, right? Yeah. Yeah, movie is all right. It's my least favorite of his first three movies. Badass. Argo and Gone like Baby the Gone. Movie, I think it's it's really well it's done. Very entertaining. 10. Very entertaining. Yeah. I know. I, I enjoyed it <laughs> very much. I did. It was good. I thought it was great. Yeah. All right. It's awesome. And it's cool. always nice to have a good ending at a, on the heist movie. That's true. That's true. Uh, my number two, Reservoir Dogs. Uh, it's my second favorite Tarantino movie. Uh, it's start to finish, incredible. I love the way that the um, the screenplay kind of tells it out of order, you know. So you get to see uh, who, what's Tim Roth's character? Is he is Mr. he Mister Orange? No, Mister Pink is Buscemi. Right. Um, oh, I was thinking. Yeah, of yeah he's, Mr. he's Mr. Orange. Mr. Orange. Yeah, because you know you see him like bleeding out, and then you find out as the movie progresses. Like I love the way that the, mm. the story reveals itself. Uh, the dialogue is really good. Dialogue's phenomenal. I mean, it's that's Tarantino. Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> he, he nails that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, one of just one of my favorite movies in general. I fucking love Reservoir Dogs, so it had to be close to the top, but not at the tippy top. All right, so my number two is Inception, and it sounds like we're all just, like, yanking each other's dicks on this one. <laughs> my dick included, especially. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I really like Inception uh, as a heist movie because I think it plays with the, you know, typical tropes of a heist movie, like we were already talking about, where they do the planning phase and the execution, and then something goes wrong, and then there's a twist and all that good stuff. But I really... Honestly, Christopher Nolan is phenomenal in anything he does, and his way of doing his own version of a heist movie really came across well. Yeah, definitely um, probably the most original take on a heist movie in any of the, but what has come up so far, yeah. and pretty cool take on it, you know, Nolan's stealing stealing people's you know i mean you're not stealing actually like you said you know implanting ideas in people's minds but you're like stealing their dreams sort of you can run but you can't hide bitch that's a rick and morty reference yeah yeah chock full of rick and morty scary terry all right all right i'm gonna have to ask you guys to leave (laughs) uh okay cool yeah um so uh number two is another tarantino movie Jackie Brown. Ah, uh, boo. Uh, Jackie oh, Brown. on my list. <laughs> Jackie Brown is freaking one of my favorite Tarantino movies. Um, and I think the the soundtrack is freaking phenomenal. Every every actor in that movie is well acted out and uh, well written. I yeah, mean, I feel you can't... like I feel like you're a little bit of a Tarantino hipster over here. No, don't. No, uh, no. I'm sorry, but I'm, <laughs> that's a I'm cool a Tarantino guy, aficionado. I mean, I'm I sorry. Too cool for school, Tarantino. No, I, I, I mean, I can school anyone on Tarantino trivia. I will. I, I'm serious. <laughs> I can. Uh, but, yeah. No, I'm not like these fools that only know, like, Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill and all these other recent crap. I mean, come on. <laughs> hey, Jackie Brown's the second worst Tarantino What's Jackie the worst? Brown is the Death second. Proof is the worst. Oh, oh, shut the no up, man! Death Proof is freaking Death amazing. What are you talking about? By far the worst no, one. It is awesome. I will side hundred percent with your, Matt on I'm this on one. Side, oh my god, Death, Death Proof, Proof is the worst. It is... brought down the Grindhouse film. Yeah, Planet wow. Terror is way better. Planet Terror. No, Planet Terror Tip-tom. was not even comparable to Death Proof. 
No. No. Planet Terror is dope. It's not comparable because they were completely different genres. I'm not usually a super fan of Robert Rodriguez, but honestly. All right, I'm not going to have this conversation anymore. (laughs) Well, I am curious. I am curious, though. If you guys don't think Death Proof is his worst, what do you think is his worst? I think Django Unchained is his worst. It's one of his worst. Um, One of his worst. It's his down at the bottom of the barrel for me. I'm not saying I don't like it. For me, Hateful Eight. Yeah, yeah. Really? Uh, Hateful Eight was awesome. What are you I talking about? Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. I'm on your side, Jay. Hateful Eight. Jackie I know, Brown I know and Death Proof Rule. Except the first time I saw Jackie Pre- Jackie Brown, I was underwhelmed. But if you watch it a second time, it's a lot better. It's so, because so it followed Pulp Fiction. Man. Yeah. yeah. You the hype for or like you know his follow up, you're expecting so much, but he right. kind of underplays everything, and it's it's one of his like lesser movies but right no i mean most people do not like jackie brown yeah it's compared to all of his other movies it's it's like his least showy movie you know what i mean i mean all of tarantino movies are good except for death death proof but i enjoy death proof i think it's awesome all the characters in jackie brown are awesome and then because kurt russell's the best actor in the world Fact. (laughs) That's my man. Still didn't make death proof any better. Anyway, so number two, Jackie Brown. All right. (laughs) Number two for me. It just came out this weekend. Good time. Oh shit. This movie is awesome. I don't know if I'm being too hyperbolic, but was it literally a roller coaster? Oh no, it was. (laughs) It's very intense. It. I. I'm gonna. Go out and say that this is probably my favorite movie score of all time. Whoa! Like it's been even more than Drive. Yeah. Wow! Like it's it's and very yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, well, and it's very reminiscent of Tangerine Dream. Yeah. Like it's. I feel like the directors went to this guy and said, "Make a Tangerine Dream score." But like it's been like the soundtrack to my life since I've seen the movie. I probably listened to it like a dozen times in full. And I usually get bored of other movie scores, but this one. It has so many highs and lows and like good buildups that it's it's so much fun to listen to. Did uh did Orange Nightmare do the score? <laughs> no, I, Boo! I don't know who, come on, come on! I don't know who Orange is that. He was come making on, Tangerine, Tangerine Dream. Dream. Oh. That's why I booed that him. Right that was a bad, bad, bad joke. That was a great joke. That was that was the big twist, ladies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the big reveal. Matt's terrible at jokes. <laughs> Well, I really want to yeah. see it. Uh, I, I wish I could have squeezed it in this weekend. I but. was planning on seeing it this weekend as well and did not have time. I don't want to say too much about it because I hope we do like a full review I'll definitely it see it before next time. next time we record. And I sure. hope I don't overhype it for you, but I loved it. Cool. I want to see it after you told me about it. But yeah, Robert, Pat- it looks Robert Pattinson's great in it. Um, just the way the story plays out is ridiculous. Like it all happens over the course of one night and things just progress and get crazier and crazier. I feel like it's kind of cliche to say it's like an acid trip, but it it does feel like it. And really? Yeah, it's interesting. I did not get that from the trailer. I got I got that from the trailer. Really? It was just like the weird colors and the characters just seem like. I mean these 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 directors are pretty young. They're two brothers. They're the Softy brothers, and okay. you can tell they're heavily influenced by movies from like the, uh, Scorsese or Michael Mann, but. I don't know. I loved it. It hit all the sweet spots for me. <laughs> I'm probably going to go see it again before we record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we've arrived at the number one, our number one heist movies. Uh, number one for me, 
Gotta be die hard. <laughs> oh my god. So god, that was that was a big reveal right there. <laughs> I had Die Hard on my list actually at number five, and someone was like, Die Hard is not a heist movie. You can't put that on your list. So I peer pressured out and took it it's off. Totally a heist movie. I, that's what well He's foiling a heist. John McClane is foiling right. a heist. It's, it's a little bit different in that he's the protagonist isn't the one like completing the heist but yeah no i I'm, now i'm mad i don't have it on my list uh best action movie of all time best christmas <laughs> movie of all time best heist movie of all time it's definitely a good christmas with movie all three of those <laughs> no statements way. no but way. it is a very good movie it's incredible <laughs> die hard is one of my favorite movies just generally speaking i fucking love it it's die Hard's one of the best structured movies of all time like everything that happens couldn't ha- like everything that happens next. It's not like one of those movies where you're like, "Why is this happening?" Because it's in the script. It's definitely something where it's a complete domino effect. Yeah, and you always know what's happening. Like it's uh, it's easy to follow, but it's very well orchestrated. John McClane's the best action hero of all time. I don't care what you guys say. <laughs> Rambo can get fucked. Uh, you don't think Batman's other <laughs> other <laughs> action stars? I can't think of, but. Uh, I fucking love that. Kurt Russell can kick Bruce Willis's ass. Well, okay, those two people—if they fought each other, maybe—I feel like that would be pretty evenly matched. I mean, all their actors. I mean, think like Snake Plissken versus John McClane. John McClane. Well, so I'm thinking Kurt Russell v Bruce Willis is going to be the next like McGregor Mayweather fight. (laughs) They get real hyped up. People are going to go insane. It's going to last like two seconds. Everyone's going to be like, I knew that was going to happen. We need to write an MTV we and get a celebrity death match right? back on there. Yes. <laughs> we got to do like an actor death match bracket sometime. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be like, yeah. Yes, you guys should definitely do that. But anyway, everyone has seen Die Hard, I hope. If you haven't, get fuck fucked. you. Don't Go watch it podcast. right now. That's <laughs> uh, so my number one. All right, so my number one uh, is Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, we already talked quite a bit about this movie, but um, I wanted to talk about my two favorite scenes in it, and one is with the gun standoff, where they're all like looking around at each other, got the three-man gun standoff, and like all die at the end, which is fucking awesome. Do you ever wonder, have you ever noticed an extra gunshot? Yes, so that's the thing about a three-man standoff. It doesn't quite work unless you're all literally firing at the same time. And I did read something that was like, there's no possible way that could have happened. There's an extra gunshot and blah, blah, blah. But I don't care. I don't care. It's a great scene in the movie. Hey, it was on my list. But my (laughs) favorite, favorite scene in that movie actually is where Mr. I can't fucking remember his name. Uh, The super brutal one. Oh, Michael Madsen's character? Mr. Mr. Blonde. <clears throat> Mr. Blonde, thank you. He cuts off the um, FBI agent's FBI agent's ear and is just singing into it. And he's stuck in the middle with him. And <laughs> it's fucking great. And it's yeah. super gnarly. And I oh, love yeah, it. That's, that that is scene awesome and scene. song is like, that's replayed so many times throughout. <laughs> when he's doing his little yes. dance. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's just like, stuck in the middle with you. That's like, so it's he's so casual about brutally, brutally yeah. torturing this guy. It's so fucking good. Um, so, number one for me was <clears throat> Usual Suspects. I think... Um, I freaking love that movie. I think uh, the reveal 
was what do you want to call it <laughs> the reveal was, was phenomenal i mean the delivery of kevin spacey in that movie yes was awesome and i remember seeing it for the first time and it, it had already been out for a few years or whatever um i probably didn't see it until like 2001 and so i was lucky that i never saw the end and and it wasn't until um it was around right after the movie scary movie came out so so <laughs> i had seen the movie scary movie and they do the the exact same thing with yeah. the with the uh, retard right. being uh, excuse me the mentally handicapped person the, goo- being the goofy, goofy ass police <laughs> yeah, officer yeah he, he ends up like all of a sudden his name doofy. being fine doofy? yeah <laughs> and so <laughs> i forgot how super prime the scary movie and so are. i never knew that, that was referencing usual suspects until right when Kevin Spacey's legs started straightening out as he's walking down the sidewalk. That's and awesome. I'm like, oh, that's what that movie was saying. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it blew me away, and I still I still love watching it. It doesn't even matter if I know what's going to happen at the end. Right. This is going to blow you away even more. I didn't know that was a Usual Suspects reference until you just explained <laughs> it to me just Are now. Are you serious? I didn't see Usual Suspects until college. But like, and I haven't seen ever, scary movie in a long time. Ever click with you? No, because like, I haven't seen scary. Well, if he rewatched it, he drops? probably would. If I, yeah, if I okay. rewatch it, I might. You but I haven't seen. seen no, I've seen the third one a bunch of times because it's the best scary movie. Wrong. It's Wrong. incredible. <laughs> I mean, they're all terrible. Here's so. the thing: no. it might goes, have one of the best moments goes, in the trilogy. One, though, I will two, say. three. Nothing else counts. That's how like how it goes. Yeah. What what moment? <laughs> Top three of the scary movie <laughs> franchise. Is the whole play on uh, what's it called? Signs when uh, the car crash. The, yeah, and he asks if he can get a ride home after he kills his wife. That is so amazing. Hey Tom, can I get a ride home? She she, she was she split down the middle. What like a like a sandwich? <laughs> no, not like a sandwich. Like like a hot dog. <laughs> it's a hot dog in her. Okay. Oh, that's so good. Uh, I think it's my number one now. Yeah, it is. Pretty boring pick, but uh, Heat is number one. Mm-hmm. That's like I said before, solid. the quintessential heist movie. I don't understand how it's not on Paris and. Uh, she hasn't seen it. So I haven't seen oh, Heat. Well, that's a sin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen I'll it until it. a couple days when, ago. When Matt said we should do a top five heist list this movie, I said, well, you have to watch Heat before you make this list. <laughs> So I'm actually surprised, not because it's a good movie, but I'm surprised the Italian job didn't come up because it's not a good movie, but it is a popular heist movie, and I'm surprised no one mentioned it's it. It's a fun movie. I wouldn't say it's bad by any means. I would. I, I mean, I've, it's been a little while, but yeah, I'm I would say it would have been on your list, but you had to make room for oceans. It right? would not have no. been on my list. That's what, but I was surprised it wasn't on anyone's at least. In like I honestly haven't seen it lot. since it came out on DVD or whatever, so it's been a long time. Yeah, a lot of these it's been a long time. Well, and I'd like to see the original at some point. I've never seen that for sure. The original is supposed to be amazing. Yeah, I want, really want to see the original. Okay, cool. Well, oh, you want? We should. Well, no, we should just try and focus on. Talking into the mic. Oh yeah, where we did we mention that we're sharing mics? I forgot I think if so. we said that. Yeah, Paris and I are sharing. Jay and Trap are sharing. Tom didn't leave his mic behind before he went to Paris. To, to Paris, not this Paris. Paris, the place. What? <laughs> <laughs> Eating baguettes, wearing striped shirts like a stupid French ass motherfucker, going bonjour, bonjour. That's absolutely a striped striped V neck. It's gotta be a V neck. <laughs> 
right, cool. Well, uh, let's get into what else we've been watching. Uh, we'll try and keep it relatively brief. Um, I'll go first, since uh, multiple people are doing other things while I'm saying this. <laughs> Um, I, well, Heat was the main one, so I already touched on that. Um, I watched The Believers, which is, uh, early Ryan Gosling film, uh, where he plays, like, a Nazi who is Jewish, so it's, like, he's... What? He, yeah, so he was, he was Jewish, and he was raised, uh, in the Jewish faith. Uh, and it has, like, flashbacks to him, like, basically, uh, contradicting his, like, teacher when it comes to studying the, the Torah or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's the Torah. <laughs> yeah, I guess you, you would know. He's <laughs> <laughs> a, a devout Jew that so, becomes a Nazi. Yes, so he, no, yes. No, I'm sorry, this, I, I'm already, this sounds stupid. It's not a great movie. Nazis were so anti-Judaism that if you were one-eighth Jewish, so if one of your grandparents... No. Yeah, if one of your great-grandparents was Jewish, you were considered Jewish enough to go to a fucking concentration camp. Right, if you're even even remotely related to a family. Yeah, and they kept very strict religious (laughs) records, so this already sounds so stupid. When did this movie come out? I should say it's... Uh, like a modern Nazi, so it came. It was in the two thousands. So he, okay. it, not like a not like okay. Nazi Germany well, you, Nazi. That's very 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 okay. different. So he went from it's a, being he's a neo Nazi. Yeah. Yes. So he went. Okay, he, it's modern day. He's Jewish, and all of a sudden he's like, "Fuck Jews! I'm gonna be a neo Nazi skinhead asshole." Yes. Okay. So yeah, the whole movie is him like trying mm-hmm. to come to terms with the fact. One that minor he detail. That he's is. an asshole. I mean. <laughs> It's not a great movie. Yeah, uh, it sounds bad. I, I've seen it as well, and I agree it's not very great. I was very excited to see it because of Ryan Gosling. And he Everyone is good in it. Ass. Yeah, he his is performance is probably the only thing noteworthy. It's not a bad movie. It doesn't handle the subject material very well. Not that it's like offensive. It just... It's it, kind of offensive. Well, it, it flip-flops. <laughs> I mean, the premise is kind so of... Yeah, so yeah, what was totally. the big reveal? Tell me. <laughs> Every movie has to have one, Matt. Uh, the big reveal is that Ryan Gosling is a Jew, and he sides with the Jews at the end. That's the uh, because oh, okay. we're the chosen people, the chosen ones, like the Rock. Wow. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna call a timeout really quick. So, for uh, Shawshank Redemption. You guys keep keep making fun of me about this. Travis, the only reason reason we were teasing you about it is because Matt was talking about movies with twists, and then you were like, it's a reveal. And while it's like, yeah, it's one of those things where it's not super obvious. How old were you when you saw The Shawshank Redemption? Uh, It was like less than five years ago. Travis. For the first time? Yeah. Travis, the whole movie, it showed him digging out the tunnel in the wall behind the poster. So I was like 12 years old when I first saw (laughs) Shawshank. And when that reveal happened, my jaw was like... It's not a reveal, It is a reveal. It's barely even... No, it's barely a reveal, and it's definitely not a twist. Sure, it's a reveal. It's not a twist. What is it revealing? You knew he was digging the tunnel the whole time. I mean, the reveal is to the police. They do like a flashback where it's like, 
oh shit he was Dude. shaking out the dust in his yeah. pants like <laughs> i mean that's that's what but it's all like a flashback moment once the no it's the not, it's not a flashback yes it is no it's not there's it... multiple flashbacks all right we gotta watch Shawshank Redemption. i swear Jesus. the whole argument. reveal they go into a cell because he's not there they rip down the poster they see the I'll giant Google hole it. in the fine. wall and then it does all these flashbacks of like all these little like convenient moments where us nor anyone else knew what was going on the entire time it's like holy shit he was breaking out the I entire time like oh, that's why he wanted the hammer that's why wait. he like went out to the courtyard to go like he had like a stupid reason okay. for why he went out to the courtyard but okay. it's a huge reveal at the end the thing is i feel like and it's you guys not like can a huge all reveal get fucked you already know that he's if you're 12 space. years old and it's the first time you've seen <clears> it it will blow your I mind. Mean, not I, mean, years old. <laughs> I mean, but I was when I it was. A, it essentially went from him being in prison to him being out of prison, and then showing you how he did it. Right. It happens in well, succession he's crawl- to he's the crawling reveal. He's through a fucking tunnel. <laughs> like I don't. How do you not know? Like he must have escaped somehow. Shaw- Shawshank used to be my favorite movie of all time before I grew up. So, well, I know it very well. I know it very it's well. Classic, I mean, it's a good dude, movie. It is. Yeah. It's a great I love movie. That movie. I was mad at myself and for that only having watched it relatively insane. recently. It's on the level of Usual Suspects. Yeah, but that's <laughs> Usual Suspects is a twist. It's not a You're a twist. <laughs> yeah, the twist. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> no, but that's what I was trying to say. Right. Okay, my 30-second timeout is up. <laughs> Resume play. <laughs> Resume play. We need to... No, that wasn't like an actual time. Oh. He was just stopping the conversation we were having. I was pointing at the mic so that you would direct your voice to the mic. I thought I we were that. actually timing it. Oh, no, that no, wasn't no. a this legit time. for the audience. No, no. Yeah, he was no, just trying no. to stop the conversation. That was a real yeah. conversation right oh, there. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, the Believer's Please not that Please edit great. that out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Believer is not that great. I wouldn't recommend it. It's fine. If you watch it. If you're a Gosling super fan like I am watch it wait was that on netflix or hulu i watched it on uh amazon oh okay yeah i own the dvd if you want to borrow it i don't all right uh i only have uh two other things to talk about so how much do you have to talk about travis i always have quite a few but we're running a little short on time so i might cut a few out what's the uh what's the food situation Order a pizza or something? I don't or? have a food situation. Right. But we, we can talk order a pizza off air. Travis's fridge is just for decoration. I'm getting, yeah. I got a couple I'm getting hungry. Okay. Well I'll so, let the listener or not the listeners, the guests talk. Yeah, you guys right. you guys can each go do one. Well this will be my first um Yeah, because you usually recently. usually run off. I'm usually doing actually... the black Irish goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> They don't even know where I went. Um, <laughs> so I've got two movies that I saw recently. Uh, the Dream Team with um, Michael Keaton and Christopher Lloyd, uh, Peter Boyle, and Stephen First. It, it came out back in the back in the nineties. Sorry, what's um, it called? The Dream Team. Uh, there, Michael Keaton and um, Christopher Lloyd and these other two guys are kind of like uh, crazy people in this like mental mental war. They got their little issues. And um, they end up they they go on a field trip to uh, go see a baseball game, and then the driver, their doctor, ends up getting like mugged and uh, has to go to the hospital, and so they end up getting stranded in New York City, I think it is, and um, so and they have to figure out what happened to their doctor and and dealing with their issues that they have. 
But God damn it, Michael Keaton. I can't get enough of that guy back in those days. <laughs> I, f- I fucking love Michael Keaton oh, so man. hard. Mr. Mom. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Simplicity. Oh, yeah. Or multiplicity. One. That was it. Oh, right, right. <laughs> and I also think he was the best Batman. False. No, that, that, I do that like, was very I, true. I like him. But <laughs> going Christian Bale. Going Val Kilmer guess, all the way. Uh, no <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> besides... Besides that movie, go and watch it. It's a good comedy. Um, I watched another movie that I really enjoy, uh, Payback with Mel Gibson. Um, I love that movie. I grew up watching that movie, but uh, I ended up buying the um, straight-up director's cut. And actually, I mean, it totally gives an entirely different vibe to the film. And it has a whole different ending. Um and it cuts out like the narration by Mel Gibson, but I mean, through, once the movie ended, I, I turned to um, the person I was watching it with, and I was like, "That director's cut literally cut out like every awesome scene in the original <laughs> Payback." <laughs> so that you don't have the original version, just the director's. I cut? only have the director's cut at this point. Did you buy wow. it on DVD, Blu-ray? Blu-ray. Oh, okay. I only buy Blu-rays Weird. nowadays. Um, they only released it. I gotta look this up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, it, it was still decent. Uh, but it definitely cut out all the awesome, like the whole hostage scenario with the gang boss's uh, son is completely gone. Um, and, you know, it's still a decent movie, but uh, cut out a lot of my favorite parts. Huh. I've so never actually seen Payback, but I mean, I'm familiar. Isn't love, he, is, like, his wife gets killed or something? And... No, he, he just, I mean, the whole premise of the movie is that he gets swindled out of, like, $70,000. And so he ends up, like, hunting down the man that took 70000 He's connected to the syndicate, and every time they're saying, you know, I want my 70000 back, they're all like, what the fuck are you doing this for that chump change? You know, like $70,000 is nothing to them. So they're just flabbergasted. The fact that this guy's killing so many people <laughs> to get his 70 K back. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's streaming somewhere. That's always been a movie. Like I, it's been on TV a bunch oh, when yeah, I was absolutely. growing up and maybe, Probably maybe I'll check it out. TNT all the time. <laughs> you get, you get the theatrical version. I mean, if you're into more action, the theatrical version is the way to go. It's a lot grittier. Like, the, the director's cut didn't have, like, this blue kind of noir tone to the video quality of it. Uh-huh. Um, and it was very, it was much cleaner, but the theatrical version has, like, this blue gritty tone. It's got this Weird. cool little, like, hardcore noir narration going on with Mel Gibson, and there's a lot more blood and fucking so near-death experiences. Even, like, the color scheme is different? Oh, yeah, man. It's, Weird. it's, it's way different. Usually oh, it's like a difference of a few scenes. Right, no, I mean, see a... well, the whole also start of the movie like, is completely different. Yeah, also usually like a director's cut is usually more gritty and like what they couldn't right, right. release for But no, apparently this is what <laughs> he actually wanted the film to be and that the studio wanted to make it like this um, gnarly kind of action-oriented, cheesy, noir, cliche film. <laughs> Um, and I actually preferred the cheesy noir cliche film, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Sweet. Yeah, uh, but that's what I've been watching. Nice. Paris, you've been watching anything recently besides Rick and Morty? Um, mostly Rick and Morty, catching up, re-watching, and, uh, actually, uh, Matt and I watched The Wrestler not that long ago. It was a first watch for me. 
That's Love a good that one. movie. Yeah. It's one of the best. It had been recommended for a while, and um, I really, really, really enjoyed it, honestly. I mm-hmm. It's probably going to go into my top movies, for sure. I mean, sure. I, I hate Mickey Rourke, but he did such an awesome he job in He could not have been more fit for that part, right. though. Like, in any other role, honestly, I think he's a terrible actor, but... Holy shit, he was just so good in it. Nailed it. And I love movies where they take just kind of like... Like, obviously, this had a character arc and some plot and conflict, but it's almost just like a section out of his life, you know? Mm. It's yeah. not not much gets resolved, really. Well, I mean, the, the ending was him... I mean, that was essentially saying that he was doing it to the death. Right, but that's what I'm saying. He just keeps wrestling, and he just keeps doing it, and he doesn't get the girl he doesn't have a good relationship with his daughter he at gets the end. fired from he's his meat just, cutting gig yeah he's just <laughs> out of work you know no lady no daughter just <laughs> getting the shit kicked out of him like it was great i'm gonna jump in the ring one last time i feel like it's one of those rare like perfect movies like i don't have a single complaint about the rest yeah like start to finish his performance the way it's filmed, like, you take it for granted, but, like, the whole, like, following behind the actor as they're walking around, like, everyone's done that since, but, like, I'm sure it had been done before, but this was the first time, at least that I can recall, where a movie, like, that that uh, uh, cinematography technique was used such exten- so extensively, you know, because there's yeah. so many sequences where it's just behind yeah. Mickey Rourke and you just see his... His fucking hot dog skin and his blonde <laughs> hair, just, God, just like walking through. Well, that movie does a lot without any dialogue either. Just like certain certain shots do enough, you know, to get the point across. And I think it also just does a great job of like portraying someone in that line of work or career. Like it feels like a, an aging wrestler, you know, like Roddy Piper or Ric Flair or one of those type wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Like they just did that so perfectly it's yeah uh honestly it's probably my favorite performance in a movie ever like he like paris said like no one else could have played that role right yeah he didn't win yeah he was nominated and he was a favorite but then they gave he won he won the golden globe um but no he didn't win who won that year year. was that it was 2008 so it was was sean penn oh for milk well i was gonna say i would be surprised Honestly, I would be surprised if he won, despite the fact that he had such a good character performance. I feel like that's not the type of movie where someone wins a Best Actor Oscar for. But he should have. Agreed. However, however, yeah, the Oscars are one of those types of things where people really have to like. They campaign for it, and it's people, it's who you know, and all that bullshit, so I just feel like... (laughs) Sellouts. It's not the type of thing where he wasn't wasn't going to win it, despite his excellent performance. Yeah, Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Oh, he did win, okay. And he's great for Milk. Yeah. He's great in that movie. Okay, I loved Milk, but honestly, I love that movie, but Sean Penn's performance does not outweigh Mickey Rourke. Oh, no, For sure. Like, Sean Penn was Sean Penn. I mean, it was a thing even at the time. Like, it was like an upset. Like, people were expecting Mickey Rourke to win. Yeah. But, yeah, wrestler is dope. All right, Travis, your turn. No one else has anything? I have one more, but it might be something you also watch. I did did actually watch it. You did watch that? Okay. (laughs) We'll save that, but... Okay. You, yeah, you gotta. I'll do a couple. Knock, a, knock them um, out. So I saw Patty Cakes. I saw Screen oh, Revit. Yeah. 
Uh, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it uh, for the most part. The um, My favorite stuff about the movie was all the music making. It felt kind of similar to something like uh, Hustle and Flow, but mm-hmm. a lot more fun. Um, it's basically, most of the movie is about the main character, Patty Cake. She's hanging out with her friend who works at like a pharmacy, and they want to, they have bigger aspirations than their like little simple life that they have. Like they, they both live in the hood. They don't make a lot of money. Her mom kind of sucks and her grandma's like dying of cancer. So it's just a really shitty situation for her, but she, she can rap, you know, she's got bars (laughs) (laughs) and um, there's some fantastical elements in the movie. And I think the payoff is done really well towards the end of the movie. And um, yeah, good stuff. I would recommend that. And I, when did that come out this year? Okay. Well, like, like a week, a week it ago. just opened like a week. Yeah, or two it ago. sounded. I feel like maybe I saw the trailer for it or something. It sounded interesting. Yeah, it's it's good. It's like one of those indie, you know, Sundance favorite type movies, but <laughs> it works. And um, I rewatched Gran Torino, which oh really? That's a good one. I really like parts mm. of that movie, but then there's certain parts that are really bad about it. Yeah. Like it's very racist. My dad really likes it's that movie. It's very racist, and I think it it almost gets a pass for being racist just because he's like an old fart, you know, like doesn't know any better. I think that was the whole ploy on it. Yeah, well, but and, there's there's a difference between a character being racist and the movie being. Well, racist. I mean, that was it was and giving you like, his viewpoint, right? Right. This but movie, I feel like the movie the shredded movie into is also into racist. racist this movie should have been called No Country for Old Men. Because <laughs> it really. Just just goes into how much like he can't relate to current generations oh, and like even like his neighbors he can't relate to them like uh he has like a i don't know he it almost is like portrayed that he's better than everyone in a way like he keeps up his yard he keeps up his house like he respects everything and then everyone around him he's just definitely doesn't do out, that. It's out only, of place out of time it's only yeah. racist because he's a white old dude in a ghetto neighborhood of ethnic people yeah but, but he, he does say some also like very racist it's funny movie. and it, it works within his character, but it is racist. Like when he Honestly, says he says something, it's probably the best line in the movie when he says something like, "I used to stack pieces of shit like you, like sandbags back in Korea, oh, right. Vietnam." Well, I mean, that's a, that's a comment that an old fart would give. I mean, <laughs> right. I wouldn't I wouldn't suspect that the writers or the or the director. I don't think I that do. was their intention, per se. I do love I just, his character, though. Like he's such a badass. Like, I think part of that's the thing is they <laughs> they make him such like, oh, he's so awesome. And he's such a fucking cool ass icon and all this shit that like the racist part. You're kind of like, well, it's okay because he's old, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, mm. well, and then it also plays into the like the young priest trying to teach him life lessons, and he's pretty much just like, I've been through it all, dude. Like, <laughs> you got nothing on me. Yeah, but his his character's awesome. Like. The whole I love when he like uses like the finger gun thing. To scare Honestly, people. it's so good. That is one of the most badass scenes. <laughs> Just Clint Eastwood finger gunning people. And it sounds so stupid, but it's he, so he spends most cool. of the movie just sitting on the deck, like drinking beer and smoking cigarettes. Like classic awesome. grandpa movie. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a very simple story too. Like it, um, it's all revolved around his car. You know, the Grand Torino. Um, but yeah, the the couple things I don't really like about the movie is some of the performances by the other actors in the movie aren't very great. Yeah. 
and then the ending is supposed to be like a touching, you know, emotional moment, but it doesn't really work. And then when Clint Eastwood starts singing that fucking Gran Torino song, I started just dying laughing. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, it's supposed to be sentimental, but... Didn't he write it or direct it or something? He directed, he directed it. it. I don't, I don't know if he wrote, wrote it. it, but... He's directed quite a few... <laughs> he sings that Gran Torino yeah. song. Oh, he's directed like thirty movies. Matt, you got to use a that couple as, years like, ago. The, uh, my intro dad and outro was music. <laughs> <laughs> A couple years ago, my dad got my uncle a Clint Eastwood full filmography, like in a set, and it was one of the most old man awesome things that could ever happen. He was just like, "Oh, look at that movie, <laughs> and look at that movie." <laughs> Hilarious. I'm just flipping through it. I was like, I haven't seen a lot of these. I, I think he is such a terrible actor. I mean, Clint Eastwood is such a terrible actor, but badass at the same time. Okay, so well, like every one of his Western movies are, I can't even really watch too hard except The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, which is freaking awesome. I love that movie. Um, and then like even uh, even nowadays, anything he's in. It is like a ripoff of every Western movie that he was in in the past. Like, he's got the yeah. same expression just plastered on his face. I've been watching a few of his movies <laughs> lately. Um, but yeah, I'll move on. So, I watched uh, Brigsby Bear. So it's, I don't want to spoil too much about it, um, but it kind of has a similar concept to Dogtooth or Room. That's all I'll really say really? about it. Well, yeah, as far as like, like the setup of it. Like a one scene play type no. thing? Okay. Like being held captive? Just like what this the main character goes through. Oh, okay. Um, but that's not what the movie's mainly about. That just kind of sets up the story. But basically, um, he, this character is obsessed with this show, Brigsby Bear. And he... Yeah, I'm going to be very vague because I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> Um, but he, he's just obsessed with this show, Brigsby Bear. No one else really knows about it. And he wants to finish the story and make a, like the feature film of Brigsby Bear to tie it all together. This is an adult? Yes. And it's, he's very socially awkward. It's like a lot of, it's kind of like a fish out of water element where he doesn't relate to a lot of the people he interacts with in the movie, but his performance is really good. Like he sells it. I forget the actor's name. Kyle uh, Mooney or Kanan? That some 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 comedian. Kyle Mooney, right from and, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, it's a Saturday Night yeah. Live. I know at least some of the guys were involved because uh, Andy Samberg. I think the Lonely Island's involved in it somehow, and he okay. makes like a cameo. It's in Kyle it. Mooney then. Um, I think Kyle Mooney might have produced it too. I think he wrote it, didn't he? Something like that. He was very. I know he was very involved in it. But anyway, so you you, you liked it. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it, but I think I'm just going to stop there because I don't want to give away any of the. Uh, I do really want to see it, so maybe maybe after I see it, we can we talk, can talk more. some more about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. And then I uh, the same day I went and saw Step, the Step documentary. <laughs> the Step documentary. Yeah, it's about what about like stairs? This, uh, no, it's about this. It's about people who do stairs. those stairs. How do they work? No. <laughs> oh it's about old people who do steps as exercise. <laughs> Ankle weights. No, it's about this like private school in Baltimore. They have a step class within their program, and what is a step class? Like exactly what you're describing, like old slam. people, like, like dance. yeah, like bring it on, you know, like that kind of dancing. I feel like that's oh. not what I was describing, oh, no, right. Matt. <laughs> oh, wow. Wait, Wolf literally, we're not making jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
So, okay. It's, it's like a real life bring it on. Like step right, it up to it's like the streets. with noise. With rhythms. Oh, as opposed to dancing without noise, which is what most people do. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but true. They do make the beat out of their stepping. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, it's about what you'd expect. It's it's very good steps, but it's... Is it like, it's say, The Last like Dance? It's not like your favorite movie or anything like that. Well, it's a documentary. Isn't yeah. It? But is it like, stay, say, The Last Dance or Step Up? No, or no, 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 no. It's like not like that. It's, not, it's, it's a documentary, so it's realistic. And they... It's wait, like what, the, wait. Step Up's not a documentary? <laughs> I'm done with this movie. No, but, but, but Step Up wait 2, The Streets is. Save the Last Dance wasn't a documentary? Yeah, actually, is Julia Stiles was a ballerina, hey. and then she learned how to be real. Did you see this? I saw it in the theater. Was, was it a SIF or? No, I saw it at South Center. Oh, okay. After Briggsy Bear. I snuck into it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Nice. Everyone at Sith, listen to, <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, Black Lives Matter, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> That's like a theme of the movie. It, it's right around the whole Black Lives Matter campaign, and that's like part of their dance routine. But it's, yeah, it's basically just about these this group of girls who goes to this private school. They're all trying to get into college. They're all trying to maintain their grades. But they have, you know, like a shitty uh, home life. But like this school and this dance class is what really like, brings them together and they can actually like make something of their lives through this dance. Would, would you recommend school? it? Yeah. I mean, it's worth watching, but okay. like I said, like it's, it's about what you would expect. Okay. Cool. And I watched the original Beguiled. Oh, okay. The Clint Eastwood. Come back to Clint Eastwood. Original. I haven't seen that. All about Clint Eastwood. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, so our draft's in like 20 minutes, so we gotta be quick. <laughs> well, you gotta uh, be quick. You're the only one who has shit left. Beguiled. True. Yeah, so the Beguiled, I would say... <laughs> yeah, hurry it up, Travis. I would, well, all your side tangents are what are throwing me off here. <laughs> yeah. Move along now. Okay, so uh, I will just say that I prefer this one to the remake. Uh, it's more really? psychological. goes a little bit deeper. Um, Clint, Clint's character feels more of like a scumbag than... Colin Firth's character. Uh, he has more of a backstory. It's a very sexy, but also like creepy movie. Kind of like The Beguiled. I mean, in a sense. Yeah. Because the Beguiled is yeah. kind of creepy. <laughs> like the Beguiled. Much like, like The, the Beguiled. Beguiled. <laughs> well, I feel like but no, I know everyone's yeah. just going to be talking about the remake this year because it's fresh. Right. What year did the original come out? I think like 71. Pretty early 70s, I think. I don't know the specific year. but Yeah, but it's it's really good and I enjoyed it more than the remake so oh interesting yeah right. you know is it still on hbo do you know it might be i bought a clint eastwood four pack <laughs> blu-ray for five dollars what else was in the four pack don't play misty for me coogan's bluff in something like the something express or the, the anchor section or something like that travis is secretly 63 years old yeah <laughs> i did watch those other two travis the, is actually my dad don't don't play <laughs> hey, for five, talk about reveals <laughs> four blu-rays for five dollars i couldn't pass it up <laughs> and it was totally worth it just for the beguiled but anyway. is there a story arc in all these podcasts that we aren't aware of <laughs> <laughs> Secretly, Matt's trying to win his okay. dad's love. This and is it's Travis. A soap opera. <laughs> Moving right along here. Yeah, I, I watched uh, <laughs> Ned Rifle, which is a very indie, low budget type movie. Ned? Ned Rifle? Like yeah. ND? Ned Rifle, yeah. Okay. 
uh, so it's, I didn't really like it. I mainly watched it for Aubrey Plaza. You get to see her in some lingerie. I'm sorry, times, Aubrey Plaza's so in it? <laughs> it's totally worth it, just for that reason alone. Same reason uh, Dirty Grandpa's watching. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but besides that, it's kind of boring. It's pretty low budget, and it has this weird sense of humor that didn't really work for me. Uh, it's basically about this kid who wants to kill his dad because he supposedly like ruined his mom's life. Um, the director's... I forget what his name is. It's like Hal... Ashby? No, I don't know. It it was forgettable. Don't don't watch it. Okay. <laughs> I watched uh, Going in Style, the movie that came out this year. I didn't realize it was. Oh, is it by... the Zach Braff movie? Yeah, I didn't realize it was directed oh, by him. It's wait, the, was that his the old guy high school the old movie? people bank movie with uh, bank movie high Morgan movie. Freeman and Michael Caine and Michael Caine. What's his face? Uh, wait, I remember not J.K. Alan Arkin. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Alan Arkin was in a it's movie this year. It's about what you yeah. would expect, though. It's not very good. I've heard it was pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, like, your expectations would be so low that if you watch this, you'd be like, okay, it is what it is. <laughs> it met my low expectations. <laughs> yeah. It was but decent. Be- yeah. But besides that, I mean, I wouldn't recommend anyone rush out and see it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um. You have, like, five watched... more things you watched? Actually, I think I was only going to talk about one more. Ooh, is that what I think it is? No, actually, two more. Okay, so, Far okay. From Heaven. I watched that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Todd Haynes is a god after Safe. <laughs> this one is not as good as Safe. <clears throat> I just feel like it... I feel like it is a very good movie, but it just didn't hit as close as home as Safe did. Because Safe deals with more of the whole, like, isolation and not feeling part of society. While this one is you're just getting, like, looked down upon from society by, like, your preference in... Who you date <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it's i will say todd haynes can definitely direct a period piece like he nailed the setting and i'm also watching mildred pierce on hbo which is also another period piece that todd T- todd haynes directed and he just does a very good job filming within like the era he can also direct the shit out of Julianne Moore. Yeah, Because she's also very she good in very good. <laughs> Most of the performance is actually really good. Mm-hmm. And um, I will say that the, the final shot is really good as well. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't hit the uh, same high as Safe did. Sure. That's fair. Yeah. I think I I think I prefer Far From Heaven, but it's I need to revisit Safe. I've only seen it the one time. Okay, so what we've been watching... Or no, Breakdown. Yeah, so you did watch that. I okay, Wait, so breakdown with with Kurt Russell. Russell. Kurt Russell, baby. <laughs> so, Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen okay. it. Perfect. 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 <laughs> okay, so I had never even heard of this it's movie. Totally missing out right now. <laughs> I have not seen it. <laughs> I had never even heard of this movie. I was just like browsing Amazon, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna. I'm not because I I tend to do this thing where I like do a little investigation to see if a movie is even worth my time. Spend too much time researching and then you don't bother watching the movie. So I was just like scrolling through and then I saw I saw the poster on Amazon. I saw it was Kurt Russell. I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I've never heard of Breakdown, but I'm going to watch it. Breakdown is dope. It is. I love Breakdown. Yeah, it was definitely. awesome. <laughs> um, so I told Travis to watch it because I was like, dude, blind watch this. Uh, did you like it also? I did enjoy it, yes. Not as much as I did, it sounds like. <clears throat> Maybe a little less. I mean, it's 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 a solid thriller. I'll, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Like, I mean... It's very I solid. I mean, you didn't know what the hell was going on until the last quarter of the movie. 
like with these guys because i mean if i remember correctly i mean it's been a little while since i've seen it but didn't they kind of allude to his wife kind of running away from him well yeah it's unclear exactly what happened because basically she uh goes with like a trucker to go get help right and then he's supposed to meet up with her uh at like a diner but he was a mastermind dude and then he gets there and his wife's not there so then he finds the truck and then the guy basically is like oh no i've never seen this guy the whole town is in on it basically yeah it's basically he's paranoid and he's freaking out trying to figure out what's going on and the whole time the town is basically like i have no idea what you're talking about even though they're all in on what's going on well they're not really all in on it well, not every single person in the town, but like well, the police the, the supporting pieces of the town. The guy, the main trucker guy, his the family. The police department. I didn't get that from. No, oh, maybe like one or two officers, but not the well, okay. entire police department. But it's also, I mean, the police department can't be that, that big. <laughs> well, sure it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, because it also alludes to like I think he goes to the police station and there's like a wall of like missing people and there's like tons of people on this board right. and yeah, it turns out. But yeah. Solid thriller. Um, pretty. There's a pretty cool sequence where he like gets onto the semi and he's like climbing underneath it. Like I thought that was pretty it was tense. Cool, yeah, but I was like, "What are you doing? Like, felt, why are you doing it this?" Didn't feel like his character would be capable of something yeah, like that. Little, that was, was yeah. It's also kind of weird because Kurt Russell's a fucking badass, but he's like kind of this like jabroni, clean cut, kind of like. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I kind of like that. You know. Uh, but that whole measures. scene with him underneath the semi, and that the 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 family driving by him. Oh, and he like waves to the kid. The yeah. <laughs> he sees the dude hanging from underneath. But yeah, that's a classic. Scene. Surprise! I need to do that more often because I just like it's some very really similar to something like Joyride or The Hitcher, Duel. I just like love that, like, like highway thriller. <laughs> I love movies about fucked up people in like the desert. Like, the hills have eyes, breakdown, anything where it's just, like, just, like, fucking, like, weird, redneck, middle of New Mexico or Arizona, you know? Oh, I do. I totally do. You should see uh, Red Rock West. Yeah, I have seen that with Nicolas Cage, right? Nicolas Cage, Dennis Hopper, Hopper, and it's also the bad guy, the main mastermind bad guy. And Breakdown is the main mastermind bad guy oh, really? in Red Rock West. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's a cl- it's a classic like femme fatale noir type of s- it's set in Wyoming with um, Nicolas Cage and it's good little it's a great little film. Sweet. Uh, okay, cool. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you watched it too. Breakdown is awesome. Highly recommend it. It's on Amazon. Um, one other thing I'll mention is that I started watching uh, the '60s. Which is a CNN like documentary mm. series. You can watch it on Netflix. Oh yeah, um, I'm watching the 80s right now. Is that happen- that's happening currently though, isn't it? Like no, no, no. The 80s one is on Netflix. It, the 80s is yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, so I started watching the 60s. It's really fucking good. It's just like a comprehensive like 10 episode documentary series that CNN put out about the 60s. So like the first episode is about how television basically changed the landscape of world culture and how that impacted the way we live our lives there's a whole episode about the jfk assassination a whole episode about vietnam really well done really interesting um i'm enjoying that i'm like four episodes in 
And then I'll, I'll watch the 70s and the 80s. But Honestly, I watched the 70s and I couldn't really get into it, but the 80s is really good. Yeah? Yeah. I'll have okay. to check out the 60s. I wanted to start with the 70s, but I was like, eh, the 60s were before the 70s. The so 70s well were a boring 60s. decade. No one cares. The 60s were what? fucking crazy. No, dude. The 70s sucked. The 50s, oh, no, the 60s, no, the 60s were, were crazy. Yeah. Were crazy. The, the 70s sucked. The that was an insane were, time. I should have been born in 1919. <laughs> yeah, so I get a get. You would be there. like dead. <laughs> well, I'd be dead now. Yeah, that's Maybe. what I'm saying. Well, not sure, but wouldn't probably. That, wouldn't but... that be the like the main awesome point of the whole thing? Being dead now during this time. <laughs> Let's get into politics, guys. No. <laughs> okay, so we're coming up on draft time. So uh, you guys want to play the Rotten Tomatoes game? Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. Have we looked up? Has anyone looked up I'll the look score? I did. I have the score. You did. Right you now. did get yep, the. I got you, the score. you looked up what it actually is. Yep. Okay, so it, we skipped Tom's turn because Tom's a little bitch. Because fuck Tom. And watch. Don't tell mom the babysitter. He thing. sucks at this game, anyways. No. Bonjour, je m'appelle Tom. Go suck my dick. He doesn't that's listen to this podcast right either, so he'll have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Tom won't even know. <laughs> um, so we let Jay pick the movie this week. And uh, you want to let our listeners know what movie you picked? Yeah, so I picked this movie. I really enjoyed it. It's The Necessary Death of Charlie Countryman. And uh, starring Shia LaBeouf. And um, also, uh, he is the villain from Casino Royale. James. Oh, Mads Mikkelsen? Yeah. Yeah, and he's in the Salvation Western movie that's on Netflix. I don't mm-hmm. know if yeah, you yeah. watch it. Yeah. I haven't watched it, but yeah. It's it's decent. Um, so yeah. Um, really, I told him it was a really good movie. So obviously, looking at the uh, scores that they wrote down their piece of papers, um, they took my <laughs> advice on how awesome it is because the tomato score is not even close. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's see okay. what we picked. Oh, so, you, do you want me to read off what you guys chose first? Yes. Okay. So, uh, Travis, you went hot, and uh, you got a sixty-four percent. Oh, fuck! You put down on there, um, and uh, my fellow over here <laughs> <laughs> wrote down seventy-four percent. The Rotten Tomato score is twenty-eight <laughs> percent. Oh, <yeah. laughs> All right, but uh, aside from that, I think you should both watch it anyway. Here's the thing: I'm very confused be, if you say it's such a good it. movie and it has a 28 percent rotten. Well, I mean, that's why I don't I don't succumb to the mass media attention, <laughs> like you know, watch. Ocean's What's the critic score versus the audience score? That is a critic uh, score. Cri- I don't, who knows? No, the tomato. It's the tomato meter. But it's usually the combined. Uh, the audience score, right? score is 49. percent. 49. So. Sorry, I've been kind of in fantasy football mode the last few minutes, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> making sure I'm ready for my draft. But Get did you out know, of you watch Shopping Stories, right? I watched what? Did you talk? Oh shit! Yeah, uh, I did. Okay, so <laughs> real quick. We I don't know if we've had a lot of beers on this podcast. I'm looking at about I'm looking at about twenty empty rolling rocks. I think we're probably pushing twenty rolling rocks right now. I'm counting 18. 18. Okay, so between the four of us, we've crushed. Anyway, uh, I did watch Shotgun Stories. 
uh, it, we, yeah, we, <laughs> well, we drank we drank four before you guys. So we there's been so, twenty beers sorry. consumed. Hell yeah, we should do this every time. Dude, at least twenty two. Great. Well, I'm gonna have one more. So who wants? I to would also like one? one more. I will. Oh no, she will. Okay. <laughs> So yes, I did. I did watch Shotgun Stories. Uh, it was very good. I did enjoy it a lot. Michael Shannon is a god. He can do no wrong. He's great. So in the movie. Jeff Nichols. Um, Let's just Jeff Nichols. Both in the God conversation. I would. I would say <laughs> it's my least favorite Jeff Nichols film. Yeah, but I feel like the reason why is mostly because he had no budget. Well, you see, so I feel like it looked okay for how low the budget was. I didn't have a problem with that. It was more so. The caliber of actors surrounding uh, Michael Shannon, he makes everyone else look like a joke. Like Michael Shannon. <laughs> Did is... you really need help opening that? <laughs> no, I was uh, trying to open it casually, to... and Matt's like, "Let me pull it right pop. next to the mic." <laughs> yeah, this is the Cinevile's beer cast. Uh, uh, we're rolling on rock. Uh, <laughs> Um, great with a little tomato juice in the middle. Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> um, Matt hates tomato juice because he is a monster. No, oh, no. Mm-hmm. I don't hate tomato juice. You do hate tomato in alcohol, juice. It's tomato. seven you minutes like before VA the draft begins. Well, yeah, because V eight <laughs> is for dumpster people. I have stop that. Person. I have third pick, by the way, Matt. In what life? No. <laughs> uh, in our draft. In, in oh, what do I have? I think. Are you? Were you badass? Or yeah, I'm Project you? Badass. Okay, so you're eleven. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Fantasy Football Digest. Yeah, sucks. All right, so spin off. Now for our next segment, <laughs> the Fantasy Football Live Draft. No, Shotgun Stories is very good. Uh, thank you for picking that. I'm glad. I have now seen every Jeff Nichols. Film. Boom! There you go. Okay. Wow. So that is going to do it for this episode. Um, thank you, Jay and Paris, for joining us, filling in for that garbage human Tom. Thank you. You're guys. welcome. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, next episode. Jay doesn't well, give no, a Jake shit. And, you wanna? He, he he You know how his exit yeah. strategy goes. It's, <laughs> um, what's uh what's coming up on the horizon? Do we have any idea what the next episode is gonna be? Good time. Bracey well, Bear, yeah, sure, Kidd. sure, yeah, yeah. I think but it. Mother. Oh well, no, it, it it is. So the next time we record will be okay. So it. Uh, have you seen the most recent trailer for it? I haven't. I almost pooped. Like. It looks so fucking good. <laughs> Matt, don't lie, you did poop. I was saying the latest trailer was the first trailer to make him suspicious of it. But before oh, that, he was no way. on board. I am 100% on board after this most recent trailer. Like I, So when I saw uh, Logan Lucky, Logan Lucky uh, I saw it with Jess. And she didn't even watch half the fucking trailer. She kept covering her eyes. That's how scary this trailer is. I can't wait. So it's... Will be the featured review yeah. on the next uh, podcast. Are you guys not watching Mother or Flatliners? Mother comes out the, the, ones that I the weekend after. Uh, we'll have to see. Flatliners is the that's low on the, the remake. List. Yeah, but like the original was amazing, and you know I do like uh, Joel Schumacher. Good time should definitely go. I am going to see. I am going to see Good Time for sure. So we'll we'll talk about it. I don't know if it'll be a featured review. I guess we'll have to see if Tom can uh, can catch up with it. Tom's when is Tom getting it. back? He oh, he's back it. now. But he got back today. Tom needs to go suck five dicks right now. I know, right? He should have been here. He was in the U.S. <laughs> he should have been here tonight. Are you on U.S. soil? <laughs> yeah. You need yeah. to be recording. 
Well, I'm going to tell that to his face. Tom, go eat a bag of dicks. He uh, doesn't listen to our podcast, so he'll never hear these words. But. Yeah, I'm going to tell it to his face. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, like us on Facebook, Cinephiles Digest. Follow us on Twitter, Cinephile Digest. Shoot us an email to the email inbox. I once again <laughs> forgot to check before recording. I checked We're it a couple of days ago. Uh, we didn't have any emails, so our fans are the worst. Y'all need to start sending in some emails. Yeah. Matt's the worst. Don't listen to him. No. Okay. What else? Anything else you guys want to plug before we uh, before we leave? Uh, no. I'm probably going to pick Antonio Brown, though, for my first pick. <laughs> I, have, I have put very minimal thought. Well, I'm if, I'm, pick... if I'm third, it's probably going to go David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, and then, of course, Don't care. i got to pick Antonio Brown. I'm going to pick, uh... You're looking at, like... Uh, Brock Osweiler. Jordy Nelson, if you're lucky. <laughs> Fuck me. It's all right. I kill at fantasy football. But you get two picks in a row, pretty much, so... Well, kind of. I've only ever played fantasy wrestling, so... Well, fantasy wrestling is a thing? Yeah, it is. Oh, my God. I played in college. It was fucking great. I won Hell every yeah. time. I need to look into this. All right, that's going to do it <laughs> for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to our guests for joining us. We will be back in a couple weeks. Everyone, take care. Peace out. So tenderly, your story is nothing more than what you see or what you've done or will become. Standing strong, do you belong in your skin? Just wondering, gentle now as the tender breeze blows, whispers through.